When the pandemic-related shutdowns first started a year and a half ago, some people longed for social interactions and missed getting together with loved ones. Others going through fertility treatment saw their hopes of having a baby crumble. Fertility clinics weren't considered essential, and now as doctors cautiously reopen, they're seeing the return of old patients and a long list of new ones. As WBEZ's Araceli Gomez-Aldana has the story. On March 17, 2020, the American Society for Reproductive Medicine sent out the memo. No more fertility treatments, indefinitely. Dr. Kara Goldwyn is an infertility specialist and heads fertility preservation at Northwestern Memorial Hospital. She remembers exactly what she was doing when she got the news. That Sunday, I recalled transferring an embryo to a patient and you know, having this really tough conversation about, you know, if she does get pregnant, what does that mean for the health of her pregnancy? Um, But if she doesn't pursue her embryo transfer, when will she be able to? These were really, really hard questions. Goldman says there have been a lot of unknowns during the pandemic, how COVID could affect a pregnancy, how to keep her staff safe. But most importantly, she was worried about her patient's mental health. And to have that rug pulled out from under them, that not only do they need to rely on assisted reproduction, but they can't because we can't offer that care, is absolutely devastating. Fertility treatments were shut down for months. Doctors only continued working with cancer patients. All others were left in limbo, regardless of their age or where they were in their treatment cycle. And for women whose age was a big factor in their fertility journey, time was of the essence because in their situation, it could be now or never. Goldman says the hardest part in those early days was not knowing how long it would last. And now, as Goldman reflects, she thinks a lot about how fertility treatment wasn't deemed essential. And I think that there's always this misconception that infertility somehow is a luxury, like to be treated for infertility is a luxury. Infertility is a disease of certain socioeconomic groups, and it's not. It does not discriminate. So the first part of that is that infertility care is essential, and it's never elective. Infertility is a medical disease. Treatments range from intrauterine insemination and in vitro fertilization to fertility preservation like embryo or egg freezing. And they all come with a hefty price tag. According to the American Society for Reproductive Medicine, the average cost of an IVF treatment in the U.S. is more than $12,000. Many patients require several rounds of treatment before getting pregnant. Some state laws require medical insurance cover the costs, diagnosis, and treatment of infertility. Illinois is one of those states. Goldman says as restrictions lifted, they began accepting patients. Ultrasounds in the morning, um, when they come in for their monitoring, kind of through their IVF cycle. And patients are rushing back to fertility clinics. The demand is high. You know, needing to get in as soon as possible because they had been delayed, um, feeling this sense of I need to make sure I get my IVF cycles in now um, because I may lose my insurance, because I may lose my job. And then I think long term, I'm seeing a lot of patients who are rethinking their whole future of family planning. One of those patients was Kristen Field. I am a patient of Dr. Kara Goldman's. I'm also the executive director of Friends Apprentice, which supports research in all areas of women's health in the Northwestern Apprentice medical community. 
Before the pandemic, she was okay with waiting. She just got a new job, she just turned 36, and time was still on her side. But something changed. There's something that made me really think about the idea of a partner and the idea of having a family and that they didn't necessarily have to be fully exclusive together and that someone leading a women's health organization made me think about, wait, my women's health and like, how am I taking care of myself? Field began her fertility preservation treatment with Dr. Goldman in January. The process took six months. She paid about $12,000 out of pocket. And as she got started, Field decided to document her fertility preservation journey on social media. Here we are, day two. I will be icing my stomach before we do the shots, and I won't film. Day three of my egg cryopreservation journey. Good morning. What surprised Field the most was how much she learned about her body and women's reproductive health in general, things you don't learn about in high school. You know, I wish, you know, when we were younger that it just was talked about this way, that it's not part of your your overall holistic health care. I want to know about how my body works. I, and in this whole experience, I wanted other women to know those things, to be empowered around their own health, whatever decisions they make. But it's not just about her health and how her body works. It's the societal pressures she says she felt as a woman. She wishes the conversations around fertility and family were different. Did you ever want to have a family? What would that look like for you? Or, you know, is partner important to you? Do you want to have a child on your own? Like some of those bigger questions. Field says the lack of awareness around fertility treatment was one of the reasons she documented and publicly shared what she went through. By sharing her own story and putting herself out there, she was hoping that would make others feel safe to do the same. I just commend all the women warriors who have shared their personal stories with me because I know it just opens up all of us to be more open about women's health. Field now has a journal called Possibility. She says going through fertility preservation gave her a possibility she didn't know existed. And she says it all began with her being vulnerable and having an honest conversation with Dr. Goldman. Field says that conversation doesn't have to be scary. Instead, learning about your own health can be empowering and essential. Araceli Gomez-Aldana, WBEZ News.